Hey, this is Matthew Pryfogel. Thanks for tuning in to the Thrive Ministries podcast. I hope you like it. I hope it brings you encouragement and brings you closer in your walk with Christ. Well, hi there. Welcome to another edition of the Thrive Ministries podcast. I hope you are doing awesome. I hope you had a fantastic week and you're raring to go. Um, But today I want to talk about um, this. Do you ever feel like you are not being heard. You know, do you ever feel like you are talking to a wall? <laughs> I mean, you know, anybody that has kids, you know, like raise your hand. Yes. Um, but, you know, honestly, do you ever feel like, you know, your your spouse doesn't hear you? Do you ever feel like your kids don't hear you? Do you ever feel like your your boss doesn't hear you? You know, do you ever feel like you are getting lost and all of this noise and that you are just not being heard. And it stinks because when you feel that way, when you when you have those feelings of, you know, of just not being heard, when you have these feelings of of not being connected to or connected with, that you just start to feel like, you know, what's the point? You know, what's the point of of any of this? What's the point of my life? What's the point of of anything? If no one's going to hear me, if no one's going to pay attention to when I'm trying to say something, you know, what's what's the point? And I kind of get that. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is this whole idea of communication and not necessarily communication with those around you, but communication with our God above. Okay, um, because when you look at the Bible, all right, when you look at the Bible, the the simplest way that we communicate with God is through this thing called prayer. And that's the simplest, most easy definition of the word prayer. It's communicating with God. It's just you and him. This is your chance to open up your heart to speak directly with God. Now, when you look at the Bible, suppose you know we're we're instructed to pray without ceasing. All right, in the book of First Thessalonians, it does say, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances." Now, some versions of the Bible it says to pray without ceasing, and to be honest, the first time I heard you need to pray without ceasing, I'm like, I'm kind of freaking out. Like, how in the world? Am I supposed to pray without stopping, without ceasing? You know, my I have a job that requires talking all the time. I have a family I have to communicate with. I have a car to drive. Am I supposed to travel anywhere with my eyes closed, my hands folded, and I'm praying without ceasing? You know, how am I supposed to live like that? Now, I now know that it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be, you know, talking nonstop, praying without ceasing. Um, actually, it's more of it's more of a way of life that you're in a constant attitude of prayer. That you're constantly recognizing that um, that everything in the world around you is a gift from God, or or it, it's it's an opportunity to see God at work in certain circumstances. All right, now now for example, if you're trying to overcome some certain sin, all right, or something that you want to get past, all right, and 
suddenly the temptation presents itself to you. All right. You look to God, you pray to God to help you overcome it. Or maybe, you know, you're just out, you're walking around, you see something that's an incredibly, absolutely, amazingly beautiful, and you immediately thank God for the amazing work he's done. That's kind of what we're talking about. You're always in this attitude of prayer, all right, that that you are constantly in in conversation with God, or you're constantly aware of the things around you that God has provided, okay? And Honestly, you know, before I I learned that, I thought the Bible was was having us do something that we are not able to do because I thought praying without ceasing was this impossible thing. You know, that was until I started writing sermons, until I started writing messages. And um, what I discovered would happen is that every Monday I would wake up and I would ask God, okay, God, this week our sermon is on you know, Psalm 34, which is something we're actually going to look at next week. So lead me to it. And then all day long, all week long, it's a constant dialogue in my head with God about where the message will go and what I need to include in it. It's almost, it's almost like, you know, God's taken me for a drive down the street and, and we get further and further every day along our little journey. It's, it's, it's fantastic. But that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. You're kind of in this constant um, attitude of prayer. You're constantly in a dialogue with God, talking to him about, you know, where he wants to lead you and, and you being open to where he wants you to go. All right. Now, now speaking of this for another example of a, um, of, of a sermon, I was uh, putting together a Christmas message once, and we were talking about uh, Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. And that whole week I'm praying, you know, God, I need to, I need something to bring this home. I need something that, that's going to close out this sermon. I'm just, you know, praying to God, you know, this constant dialogue thing. And then suddenly he lays it on my heart. There's a song from Frey. It's called Be Still, and it's just, it's amazing. And it was it was a perfect conclusion to that message. It was uh, it was fantastic. You know, one other time we're writing a song, writing a, a message on being empowered. You know, we just talked about that um, a week ago, two weeks ago, and I was talking about that, and you know, I immediately thought of my wife's testimony, and and well, God laid that on my heart to include that into the message. But it, it's just amazing to see how that works and to see that that God is constantly right there with you and all you have to do is is be in constant contact with him and it's really amazing when you start living your life in this sort of constant dialogue this constant state of prayer you start to look at things as though everything around you is a gift everything around you is given to you by God but um, but first, I think we need kind of need to back up a little bit and ask ourselves, what is prayer? You know, what is what is prayer? What is what is this? Prayer is is like I said before. It's simply you're just talking to God. It's it's us concentrating our thoughts on God. It's it's telling Him what's on our minds. It's us um, telling Him what we're concerned about, what we're thankful for, what we're excited about. You know, and then on the other side of that, it's it's us listening to what he has to say in return. 
It's like I've been saying, it's a dialogue. It's a back and forth. It's a back and forth between you and God. Every day I would come home from school when I was a kid. And my mom would come home shortly after me. So I would come home before her. But uh, every single day, and this was back in, gosh, 84, 85, 86, somewhere in that neighborhood. But every single day she would come home from work. She would get her ironing board out. She would set it up in the kitchen. And then she would get on the, the phone. She would get on our cordless phone. <laughs> And she would talk all to all of her friends until it was time for dinner. So we're talking at least at least three hours every single day. My mom was on the phone talking to her friends that she had just spent all day with. Now, this is before we had texting and before we had Facebook and all that stuff. So if she wanted to catch up with her friends, then she had to do it with all her friends every single day. And, you know, as I think about it, that's kind of how we should be with prayer. It should be an everyday part of our lives. You know, we should set aside a certain point in our day and just spend time with God. We should maybe put aside certain time, you know, in our day where it's just us having a dialogue with God. That's how I think maybe we should start handling this whole thing with with prayer. I read one author said that it should be easier for us to pray than not to pray, right? It should be easier for us to pray than for us to not pray. It's fantastic. Now, the other aspect of prayer is listening to what God has to say to us because, you know, we are, all of us, we are very good at at talking. We're very good at at just, uh, at just, just having a nonstop, one-sided dialogue. I think we're all very capable of that. But remember, prayer is a dialogue. It is a two-way conversation, which, which leads me to this. Why do we pray? You know, why, why do we pray? If God knows everything. He knows our hearts. He's in control. Why do we pray? I think the simple, honest, and straightforward answer to that question is that prayer is a form of, of serving God. Prayer is a form of obeying God, which we are instructed to do in Philippians 4, uh, verses 6 through 7, where it says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, so we are to to go to God with thanksgiving and present our requests to God and his peace, which is something that we can't wrap our heads around, will will guard our hearts and guard our minds. And that's all because we have this relationship with Jesus. And that's another reason we pray. Another reason we pray is to seek answers to questions that we have on our hearts. We we pray to gain strength to overcome whatever weaknesses that we may have. It could be some sort of sin like we talked about earlier that's keeping you from a complete relationship with Jesus. And you know, you may need a lot of prayer to overcome 
that sin? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Is it lying? Is it jealousy? Is it depression? Is it some sort of addiction? You know, an addiction can be much more than than a sub, a substance addiction. You know, it can be uh, a gambling addiction or a sex addiction or a pornography addiction. You know, it can be all these different things. But whatever it is that's between you and a complete and total relationship with God, prayer is a key to overcoming that obstacle. Prayer is a key to overcoming that sin that's keeping you from having a direct relationship with Jesus. So that's my advice right now is to pray to overcome whatever it is that keeps you from that relationship with Jesus. And so maybe you're hearing this and maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't know how to pray. You know, there's some people that are absolutely terrified of praying. You know, I, I know, I know, um, I, I know Christian people in my life. I've never heard them pray out loud because it can be a scary thing and, and it shouldn't be, but it is a legit question. It's one of the reasons, um, I think that the people, you know, I'm going to say overlook, but maybe shouldn't put, or maybe they don't put as much focus on prayer as they should. But, uh, here's the thing. If you put a hundred people in a room, praying at once, you would have a hundred different methods of prayer. Everyone has their own unique take on prayer. You have people that get extraordinarily fancy with their words. You have some people that change their voice and they must come in complete reverence to our God and Father in heaven, you know. Then you get some people that just, uh, they get they get very quiet when they pray and they get very, um, they get very, 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 very quiet. <laughs> you know, it, it just depends. You have both sides of that. But uh, here's the thing, and that's what's what's great about the Bible is that uh, the Bible gives us some really good in- instructions, really good example on how to pray. And we get it from none other than Jesus himself. And let me give you some backstory on this. Um there was a point that Jesus was with his squad, his disciples, and he was giving them some instructions. And one of the things he discussed was how to pray, which including um, some other instructions like not praying to gain attention and not praying to get praise from other people. That's not that's not why we do it. You know, he also said, don't use the same words over and over again and repetition and and the the example he gives us we find in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13 this is what we've known forever as the lord's prayer where he says this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, we could spend a whole you know month breaking down the Lord's Prayer, but right now we're just going to kind of look at it as a model of how to pray. And it is a fantastic model on how we should pray. And when you really look at all the different parts, it kind of covers... It kind of covers everything, right? And that's why I think it's so important. Now, another way, another model that you can use to pray is called the ACTS model, A-C-T-S. And it's kind of loosely based 
on the Lord's Prayer, but I like it because it's um it's kind of cool, you know, because you know, my wife had a um she used to have in our bedroom this uh this this piece of paper. It was taped to the wall and it was acts. It was this whole thing where it's uh it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. All right, we'll get to that in a second. But then after that, she had all these different things that she wanted to pray for. So like our you know, our, our family and our ministry and all these different things. And it's kind of cool because it was a constant reminder of the things that should be at the top of our, our prayer life. And I, I really, really enjoyed that. But, um, the acts model, ACTS adoration. All right. Now that simply means we worship God. We glorify what he is to us, and we show our loyalty to him. That's that's adoration. The C is confession. It's confession. So we confess our sins to God. We tell him that you know we've we've done things that aren't right. We we go to him and we seek forgiveness. We come to the letter T, which is for thanksgiving. So like we said before, everything around us, everything that happens to us, is from God. And we should always give him thanks in everything we do. Okay, and S is supplication. Now, supplication is a fancy word for praying uh, for our needs and the needs of others. Okay, so that's what that's what that means. But that's one way to pray. But but here's the thing. Here's the the over the overriding over you know over encompassing thing about about prayer. God just wants to hear from us. He just, he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to tell him what's on our hearts, what's troubling us, what we're excited about, what we're thankful for. He wants us to go to him with all these things. And and the thing is, the more we just get comfortable talking to God, the easier it becomes to communicate with him. And we just become more and more inclined to talk to him all the time. But we have to be careful because once we fall into that routine of talking to God all the time, we need to know what prayer isn't. And one of the most important things to remember about prayer, one of the most important things to remember about prayer is that prayer is not a list to Santa. All right. God is not a genie in a bottle ready to grant whatever wishes you may have. I have met so many people that treat prayer in that very way. And that's why there's this little part in the Lord's Prayer that says, your will be done. It's not about what we want. It's not about what we want at all. It's all about God's plan for us. It's about what God wants for us. But that's not easy though, right? That is so hard, man. I get it. We have this built-in desire to put our own wants on the same level as our needs. But that's just not how we should use prayer. Prayer is is a one-on-one conversation with God. It's open, it's honest. It's from the heart. And that's that's what I pray that you understand is that prayer is simply talking to God. The prayer is simply a way to communicate with God. Prayer is simply a way to hear what God has for you. And the thing is, the more you pray, the more you, the more you come in the presence of God, it will absolutely strengthen your walk with him. Okay. If you need prayer, 
If you need to talk or you need something that you need prayer for, please get a hold of me at thriveindiana.com. We have a, uh, there's a, a contact page there, but uh, thriveindiana.com, go to contact us. And I, I can pray for you. I would love to pray for you. You know, I would absolutely love to. So, so please let me know. So right now we're going to close out with a word of prayer. Lord and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for loving us the way you do. Thank you for sending your Son to die for our sins because we mess up. We do things all the time that are wrong. We do things all the time that we shouldn't do, and yet um, and yet you still love us, and yet you still welcome us back with open arms no matter how far off the path we may come or we may go. We know you will always be there for us, Lord. And I pray we can live a life that glorifies you. I pray that we can live a life that we are in a dialogue with you every single day. I pray that we can live a life that we honor you in everything we do and that we can worship you and and bring our prayers to you all the time because you are amazing and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We'll try and do these every single week, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, and God bless.